You're listening to The Droidcast, a dog and pup production starring Roger and Tristan. Each week, this father and son team brings you news, interviews, and information about Star Wars The Old Republic. Hello and welcome to the Droidcast. This is Roger coming to you on Sunday, December 18th for our second episode. With me, same as the usual now, is my son Tristan. How's it going, buddy? Good. How's it going with you? It's going fantastic. We got our ships, dude. How much, you can't ask for better, really. Oh, they look so cool. And the companions <laughs> that come with them are really cool as well. Well, they're useful. I, I don't know how useful they're going to be in actual combat. They more or less tell you point blank, please don't send me into combat. But, but uh, he is a healer, though, so... I See, we haven't actually tried that. I'm curious how good a healer he would be. We're talking, of course, about... Uh, oh, shoot, what's his name now? 2V... I'm not sure his name. Anyways, it's... 2V something something. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I the... think there's a D. Okay, well... There could be a Z for all we know. The uh, It's the companion that you get when you get your ship on the Imperial side. We have gotten into the early game access, which started on Tuesday of last week. And we had talked about that last week, how uh, Bioware had said that they were actually going to allow people who pre-ordered the game in up to a week early, which is absolutely phenomenal, which is an extra couple of days more than what they had initially said. And the way they were doing it was they were trickling people in throughout those days, at different points during the day even, so that there wasn't a huge server overload and then it just basically lagged out for everybody. But it depended on when you placed your pre-order, well, sorry, not when you placed your pre-order, but when you entered your pre-order code into your account on their site. And I did that at like four in the morning, so on the day that it went on sale. So we got in on Tuesday and we were able to start playing. Um, We chose to play... I picked up on uh, an Imperial agent and you started playing your bounty hunter, which is the one you were dying to play. Which is awesome. There's so many cool spells that come early on that are, I would say, cooler than the Imperial spy. Oh, of course you would say that. That being said, I would kind of agree. The, The Imperial spy is a very interesting play style. However, it certainly doesn't have a lot of the cool, quote unquote, cool abilities kind of thing. I mean, you can shiv someone so that they, that's your, one of your crowd controls kind of thing, which looks kind of awesome, but it's, it's a close combat thing. So you don't really see it all that well, the actual animation, unless you're really zoomed in. Whereas the freaking bounty hunter shoots missiles from, (laughs) flies up. Yeah. (laughs) Level 10, by level 10, you already have missiles falling down from the sky. Well, not just that, you're actually freezing people in carbonite for spells, for missions as well. That is cool as well, to take the bounties. Yeah. So we we took up on those two characters, and then I started a smuggler as well that I played basically when you are gone to bed kind of thing. Then I'm playing that character. I've actually been leveling that character a little bit faster because I've been playing it during breaks and whatnot as well. So that one's getting a little higher. But the both of us were trying not to play any other alts because we basically want to hold off until we get at least one character into our into the legacy system so that we get the extra points from playing those alts. And not only does the legacy do that, but it does 
they say add customizations, which is going to be cool when we make our new characters. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like we we reserved our names and we created the the other characters that we would like to to play, but we can always just basically delete those and immediately recreate them with those new character. Um, um, I don't not really modifications but character attributes like the different hairstyles or different whatever kind of thing we can always do that once we have those things through the legacy system now that's actually still not even in the game they are planning on adding that and the way they had talked it was uh, expected to be in the first big patch that's going to be coming out granted there's still no word on when that's going to be there's going to be a lot coming out in that first big patch and, and that's good. It's it's nice to see that they they have a good plan of action for what's going on with the game, and they are. I'm very impressed with how much they're listening to the the audience in terms of what it is the audience wants out of the game as well. That's something we'll we'll talk a little bit more about during our news segment as well. Now, so we've been we've been doing the um, the the spy and the bounty hunter together, and we finished all of the quests on on Hutta, which is where you start off, and then we headed to Drummond Cass, and we are not yet done with Drummond Cass, but we did get our ships. And what you can do is, if if you're interested in getting your ships early, and there's, there's a lot of reasons for that, not just because, <laughs> hey, it's cool as hell, but also because you get that robot, that droid, that you can then use for your missions. And this is something we're both seeing, or sorry, when I say missions, I say your profession missions. Um, but you can also use it for any of your professions, whether it's crafting or because there's crafting missions you can send your guys on as well. Then there's the gathering missions and then there's the actual mission missions that you can send them off on. And it's very useful because you can keep sending your droid out even if you have your other companion summoned with you. So while you're out doing shooting and stuff, your droid is taking care of your professions and it adds a whole new layer to the game where you're not just thinking about what's going on there but you're thinking about what's going on with your characters on your ship like you have your three compare characters for the smuggler yeah well i've got he's got his uh droid and then he's got baudar now who is freaking awesome and corso i was i was glad to get baudar just so that i could get rid of corso corso is stuck on the ship from now he's on ship duty from now on he doesn't stop talking i either, just though. won't have to listen to him anymore it's and <laughs> now you're dead dumb and stuck on the ship buddy that's what you are <laughs> stuck with the other people yeah and so i've got those three and so i can send up to two on mission so i keep corso and the droid constantly doing my mission stuff and then i keep baudar with me when i'm questing it's freaking awesome i can't yet send another like i can't send baudar on a profession mission as well it won't let me it says for my level i've reached the max that i can send out so obviously it changes with your level i don't know if it's every 10 levels who knows but uh but yeah i'll keep you from just chain sending out all your people at once though i don't see so, anything wrong with that that'll be a good way to make money and stuff <laughs> well especially if you're doing slicing i've got slicing on uh both my imperial agent as well as 
my um, my smuggler. And it's a good money-making profession. You are actually bringing in lockboxes like crazy, and you do fairly well making money. So that's the bonus of getting your ship early, is that then you can keep that droid constantly on slicing missions, and your money actually goes up. I mean, you're going to get some lockboxes that have less than the cost of the mission, because each of those costs you money as well. I mean, if you do a lot of those, you're going to be blowing all of your money like like someone did. <laughs> it was for a good cause. Yeah, it was, Mako loves me now. Yeah, Mako's your best friend. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so you can actually make money, which is useful. The downside of taking slicing is that it doesn't actually work with any of the crafting professions. So this is where having an alt that is going to also do, say, scavenging or artifact uh, recovery stuff and whatnot is going to help you but I don't have that on here we've been working together so you've been giving me some stuff when you're not using it anymore and that's that's useful as well and also for slicing you can get into other places that you can't yeah. previously get into but we haven't found that yet not so, yet, uh, although hopefully soon yeah that will be nice it, it'll be handy although t truth be told um Smuggler, or not smuggler, sorry, Imperial Agent and Bounty Hunter combo with Mako healing and with uh, Kalio, whether she's DPSing or off tanking. Holy crap in hell. We are ripping through groups of mobs like they're not even there. Whether they're at our level or even a little higher. If they're lower than our, our level, it's just, you don't even have to stop running. You just shoot at them while you're running past them and they die so damn fast. We can actually run through a pack and big enough pack, then I just do the death from above spell, shooting the rocket stale and kills. You can get a good like 15, 20 low level people in one. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. You've got that, which is a nice AOE. I don't yet have too many AOE abilities. I, I do have a bomb that I can send out a grenade. And then I've got I've got some abilities coming that will be more AOE because it's I've already gotten them on my smuggler. And if you're planning on playing uh, an Imperial character as well as a, a Republic character, something to keep in mind too is that I'm, I can't speak yet for all of the classes, um, Granted, it's it's. I can say that for uh, consular and inquisitor, they're they're pretty much the same. I I don't know yet about trooper and bounty hunter, although I would assume the same. But some of them are the same. Like the grenade turns yeah. into missile. The flamethrower is the plasma beam thing. Exactly. Well, with the imperial agent and smuggler, they are exactly the same. Now, there's a pro and con to that. The the, the pro is that you can arrange your toolbars to be exactly the same so when you're shifting between characters you're not lost wondering where your abilities are you know you're it's the same thing so you're not going to be worried and with the imperial agent and with the smuggler you're also working with a cover bar which is the equivalent of say a stealth bar as a rogue so you have another toolbar that you have to work with. Well, mine are exactly the same, and I know what abilities are coming down the pipe now for my Imperial Agent. So that's the pro. The, the con is you're playing the same gameplay style on both your characters, which I got to say, quite honestly, is not the funnest. And I'm dying to play the other characters that I played in the betas because I remember how much fun they were, and it was different. Because, quite frankly, the Imperial Agent and the Smuggler, I'm not that crazy about the game style i don't mind it but it's certainly not my favorite I, I i know that there's some other ones that are 
amazing. And the bounty hunter looks incredible in terms of gameplay. Yeah. And also for the Imperial Agent and Smuggler, it's not like I wonder what spell is going to come next and being surprised with a cool spell. It's the same for both. Well, it's the same, yeah. Now, that being said, though, in terms of the actual quest lines, though, the Imperial Agent quest line has been incredible. I had played through my Imperial Agent in the beta, but I had only finished the starter planet. I had not yet gotten onto Drummond Cass. I'd gotten to the point where I was heading there, but I hadn't actually done it. The weekend had ended. And I really had enjoyed the quest line that was on on Hutta. Well, it's only just gotten better. The quest line for the Imperial Agent on Drummond Cass is just incredible and it's one of those again it's a play style though that is all about uh, it's the equivalent of a spy thriller movie you are sucked into all of this deception going on from everywhere it's been a blast and i highly recommend it to people it's it's a thinking man's quest line or woman's quest line in terms of that that the spy mentality whereas the bounty hunter Questline has just been a ton of fun is all it is. It's just been this fantastic action adventure kind of quest line. Whereas the spy thing you say, it's a really cool thing. I would agree with that completely watching you in spectator mode. But for the bounty hunter, it is more of just a fun bounce in, have a few fights and a few laps than... It's just that the entire time. Yeah, the Bounty Hunter mission continues on from where you left off on Hada. And basically, you are working towards the Great Hunt. So you are taking on bounties that you have to finish in order to get to the um, the great... Do they call it the Great Melee or the Melee or the... Uh, the Grand Melee. The Grand Melee. And that's where you have to fight off the last of the, the other hunters that want the last spot in the Great Hunt. And then we finished off where you beat that, got your The Grand ship. Melee was actually cool because oh, not yeah. only are you fighting the person in front of you, they're fighting the person beside you who's fighting the person on the other side. So it's just chaos All around, yeah. trying to kill each other. Yeah, it was pretty cool. When you do that, you're basically sent into a, a, it's not like a cage match. Well, it's a cage match without the cage. So you're in a big circle and there's a whole bunch of other bounty hunters there. If you are grouped with someone else, though they say your companion can't help you, your group actually can. So I was actually able to help in that, which made a difference. It did make it easier for us. Neither of the companions could compete, though. Yeah. But with us two against them and Chaos among them fighting each other, it was a breeze. Yeah, with them fighting each other, I don't think it would be that, that hard to do it solo because you basically just concentrate on whoever's shooting at you, essentially, return fire, and then just pick off the ones that are fighting amongst themselves. You can probably just kill one then hide in the corner until they all kill each other and kill the final one if you really want to. I don't know if that would work, but in either case, it's it's not that difficult, but it is justifiably pretty damn cool. And then you have the Grandmaster Wookiee dude, <laughs> the albino Wookiee who's all white. It's pretty cool. He is cool, the headmaster. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like you can start the match head. Ah, uh, 
you can start the match headmaster, and he's just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's your best Wookiee? It's the best I can do. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to work on that for the next episode. Okay. Don't you have a Wookiee button? <laughs> uh, do I? No, I don't have a Wookiee button yet. Damn uh-huh. it, I'll have to get one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so those two quest lines are very cool. For the Imperial Agent, like I said, you're doing a lot of, of spy stuff, and you actually find yourself working for one of the Darth Lords, which is very interesting because then you get all of the political backstabbing that goes on between the Dark Council and the Imperial Intelligence, which is the equivalent of, say, the CIA. And so you find out how they kind of dislike each other you find out the chain of command and and then from there you you have a ton of quests where you have to investigate a variety of things that are going on with some groups that are essentially revolting against the government which is kind of interesting in and of itself and one of the cooler spots for that was one that we both had to go to for our quests as well for for both classes and that was the the dark temple where you have all of the the spirits of the the, the past forces and things like that the, the the past lords which basically drive people insane which was for the bounty hunter the crazy guy who called himself a master oh yeah it's basically the they sent in imperial forces to go there um, imperial intelligence forces to go there and they were driven crazy and they thought they were Sith but they were just ridiculous if you he, are doing that quest line have your finger on the print screen button the moment you talk to him because he strikes a pose and I missed the screenshot I wish I would have gotten the screenshot it is hilarious he's trying to call himself this dark lord then striking poses Oh, it's There's just a, hilarious. We've been finding some little things like that periodically. Really pay attention to what they're saying because you'll come across some really, really little funny bits that are thrown in where they don't belong. And it's a very dry, subtle sense of humor. It's very, I, I hate to say it because of our American listeners, very Canadian, very British thing where you have that dry sense of humor. Like when they're talking about... Um, uh, the Lord, what's his name again? Uh, Lord Grantham, who you have to go after. And they're talking about how uh, evil he is and what he's into. And he's into this, this, and all these evil things. And ergonomic chairs. And I was like, ergonomic, what? <laughs> it's just a confusing little thing they put in. But... <laughs> and then when I was doing stuff on, on Terrace, because I went on Terrace with my smuggler, I did the starter planet. So you're on, oh, dang. Where do you start off with your smuggler again? Um, smuggler is... Smuggler and trooper are... Or, or Mantel. Yeah. So you start off there with your smuggler, and then from there you go to Coruscant. Um, Coruscant's got a lot of uprising by the gangs and whatnot that you have to deal with. I've done it a few times now, so I kind of have the the flow of the land. It's, it's an interesting planet. It's... It's not my favorite, but it's it's cool. But it's not. It's definitely not my favorite. And then the neon you... signs are really cool, floating around the city. Yeah, that's actually more on uh, Nar Narshada. You oh. see that a lot more. Yeah, but I went to Terrace, and Terrace is where the Evanspire crashed, which is something that you or Evanspire crashed, and that's something that you see in um, in Kotor. Yeah, I 
can't really yeah so. <laughs> can't remember it all and it's something that is referenced in the Revan novel as well and so you it see... is a big place though Terrace, for the oh god yeah Kotor that's where you start the new life yeah so Eben's it's it's very cool because you see the crash site you see everything that's been happening there the planet is in disarray they've been trying to get it set up again so that you can they can populate it and they've been having problems with the rock ghouls there are some very interesting quests i i'm not crazy about the lay of the land simply because there's a lot of obstacles so you have to take the long way around it's a zone that would look way better if you were in the air flying to where you need to be on the ground it can be a little bit of a pain in the ass but what i've been finding with all the planets too that's unbearably cool is that unlike a lot of other games it's a game star wars the old republic is a game that you want to look up often because it doesn't have a very low ceiling the 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 the, the buildings rise way high there's something going on in the sky around you and it's just so much detail and attention to detail it's it's just phenomenal and i found that on terrace and then again the quest lines on terrace when you're dealing with the survivors because you're you're finding for some of the quest lines some um some holocoms of people who were forced to go underground from the rat ghouls and how they were there were so few of them. It had very much of a, you didn't watch this series, but the Battlestar Galactica, where you're counting how many survivors there are to be able to repopulate the world to the point where they refer to having lost two or three childbearers. So they're, they're not even saying women, they're saying childbearers because they know they need people, women, to be able to repopulate the planet so it's it's very very striking and then one of the the cooler quests there which i'm thinking i may do as a quest line segment soon was for the terrace archives i won't go too much into it but man definitely follow through with that quest line very very cool so in terms of the early game access the servers have been fairly stable we've both felt some lag you've actually felt more on your end than i have surprisingly yeah there has been some lag not too much but lately it's been laggier and when you pull up the map it's slow crazy slow yeah the map has been the big thing that i've been finding ever since they've been letting a lot more people in the server stability has been going i shouldn't say stability just the, there's been more lag obviously as they're letting more people in it's going to get worse on tuesday when the floodgates open that's for sure but it has been lagging out more and you are noticing a lag when you are bringing up your map which i mean for the first few days we were bringing up our map as we're running and doing that all the time now i stop bring up my map then close the map, then run so that I don't wind up running into a pack of rat ghouls by accident. Yeah. And then we've been finding some bugs as well. So those have been a little bit annoying for me, and I know for you too, the most annoying has been the gathering nodes. They appear gathering nodes everywhere that you can pick up, but for the most part, half of them at least... You try and pick them up and you just try and try and try and nothing happens at all. Yeah, the problem is that the the nodes are, some of them are bugged. So you're going to try to, you're going to see it on your mini map and you can see the actual node as well. It's not like somebody took it and it disappeared. Somebody may have took it, but then it didn't disappear. And so you try to get it and you can't get it. It's weird when you, it sucks you have to fight a giant pack of people yeah. just to get to the thing then you realize it doesn't work. It is 
it is a pain in the butt. I actually submitted a ticket for that, and they said that they are aware of it and they are working on it. So hopefully that will get better soon. In terms of other bugs, though, I mean, there's been a few cosmetic things where you're in a cinematic and either the NPC or you, your lips don't move while you're or talking. one of the really funny ones I've seen was for the Jedi Knight. When you walk into the big conversation in the council room in the Jedi Temple and you're talking to this really high up person and then who's the girl? It's the, Master Shan. Master Shan. She walks in and she only reaches your ankles. Yeah, she's, she's just, just tiny. tiny little yeah, but person. that was in the beta. We don't know if that got yeah. fixed. So yeah, we'll have to see whether or not that got fixed. Um, other bugs we've seen has been just when you are... Um, not so much characters getting stuck, your companions a little bit, but even then they fixed it so that if you keep running, your companion just pops up beside you. So even if you get on a lift and the companion's left on the bottom, they'll catch up to you at the top. So that hasn't been too bad. There's only been a few instances where the companions have gotten a little jammed. Um, overall, I got to say, in terms of bugs, there have not been many. It's been very nice. It has been pretty smooth. There's only been the picking up stuff. Really, that's been the bug. Yeah. The only other thing that's been a problem, more so for some than others, have been the queues as well. Depending on when you're going in, some of the queues are quite long. I had, um, for the most part, they seem to be just over 30 minutes for most of the servers, although they were definitely longer for any servers that had cool names because that's where people want to play. If you looked at the crappy names, pff, they were not full at all and you can bounce in right away. Uh, sadly for us, because we wanted an RP on the East server, there weren't our Eastern time zone, there weren't many of those servers. And ours has a cool name. It's the Ebon Hawk. So it does have a queue. I was in a queue for a half hour the other night, only to start up the freaking game and it froze on me, which then shoots you right back in the queue again. That's something that they need to work on. If you are disconnected only for from the server only for a minute or two they have to allow you to bypass that queue you already waited in it you shouldn't have to wait in it again i really really dislike that a lot so i wound up waiting over an hour just to get in they should fix that to help getting in because like it freezes or something happens or it glitches then you have to wait an hour half an hour just to get back in yeah one of the things that we've been finding as well as if you all tab out unless you have it in windowed mode if you have it in windowed mode it's not as bad but if it's in full screen mode if you are all tabbing out and back in again you are always brought back to the loading screen and i've had it freeze there a couple of times as well me too now, now in terms of news for what we're looking at the the games have been shipped out for the most part now so if you order from amazon or from ea through origin your game hell you probably already have it they were shipped out early this is one of the things that i had a problem with bioware in terms of how they handled it i mean the game when you're having to deal with shipping a week or two prior to when the game launches you're doing something wrong that said, they're going out of their way to really make it as smooth as possible. And they have dealt with Amazon and, and other retailers to try to get the game out as soon as possible so that there isn't a problem and people can play right away. So that is phenomenal. I'm really happy with that. The other thing too is that they did decide again, it was one of those where they said we listened to the people. The people have been complaining that there wasn't going to be a grace period. My people, I mean myself as well, that there wasn't going to be that grace period 
period between when the early access ends and the game starts when you are allowed to, to play with your subscription and so they because you have to take into account shipping so they did say they are actually going to allow a 48 hour grace period so that means that you have up until Thursday to receive your game if it is being shipped to you that's huge that's that's really going to help out a lot of people and then on top of that, they did talk about, um, oh, also the security app too. One of the things they said is that they weren't going to be offering a security app kind of like the uh, WoW Authenticator. Well, there's going to be a Star Wars The Old Republic Authenticator and you can get it for your iPhone or iPod and you can also, it's going to be available for Android. If it's not already, it's going to be out very soon for Android. So you're going to be able to look for that and use that. That's awesome. That way you don't have to worry about your account getting hacked. If you have that thing, you can get special in-game items yeah yeah as a way of encouraging people to do it they are they've got a shop set up with uh items that you can get if you are only for people who have the authenticator so that's that's very cool and they we actually got to see some of them well i did actually and they they look like some pretty cool items granted they they still you still have to pay you're not getting them for free it's just that if for other people who don't have the authenticator, they, they won't have that option. But again, it's all about variety in this game and people do want to look different. So this is this is a very good thing in my opinion. Now, one of the other things that they talked about too, which was fairly interesting, is they talked about things that are going to be coming for um, uh, the Old Republic. This was James Olin and he talked and he's one of the devs and he talked about what they are planning for the Old Republic in the future. He's uh, the creative director for the Old Republic. So I'll go through a few of the things that he talked about there. Of course, because it's an MMO, there's going to be new content. They're constantly going to be adding operations and flashpoints and solo content. So that, I mean, that's a, a foregone conclusion, but it's always nice to hear anyway. I, I want there to be even more planets that I can go to, and it's set up in such a way that that's, that's easy to do. And then one of the other things that they want to do is have more guild functionality. Right now, there's not quite as much of that in the game, but it is something that they're looking at as something that's very, very important in the game. So they're going to be adding a lot. Uh, they, they say they have a huge list of quote-unquote guild-centric features that they are going to be adding. And, and one of them sounds unbearably friggin' cool. What? What is it? You don't remember? Remember I told you about the ships? all the ships that you can actually have an entire ship for you and your thing yes your, your guild they're talking about eventually uh, quote what he's saying is eventually we even want to deliver on the promise of the long hinted at guild capital ships and when i was talking to you about this i was comparing it to guild wars where you could buy a, a place that your guild can hang out to and there were vendors there and trainers and different things and and i'm hoping this is the same because i'm thinking can you imagine something the size of the imperial fleet say but it's your guild area they're your guild ship so all your guildies can hang out on this absolutely massive ship and do what they need to do there not only would it alleviate some of the stress server load in the Imperial sections, but it would also be a fantastic place to socialize with your guild. 
which will be really cool. You have a few friends here already getting into Guilds 2 right now. Yeah, right? yeah, we're going to be getting in with uh, with both Joe and Vince from uh, from For the Lore, and then there's some other people that we know as well that we'd like to, to get on our realm, and we are meeting people as well. I've already met several people on my Smuggler that are on my friends list, so yeah. Another thing they're working on is UI customization. They, they know they've been listening to us, like they said, and they know that we want more choices. We want more control over our UI. They are working on that. I'm hoping it's going to mean that we're going to be able to move the windows around a lot more, move around our toolbars to where we want them, more control in terms of where we want our companion's toolbar to show up so that it's not wasting an entire toolbar, a whole bunch of things like that. So they did say, though, that they're not going to allow mods for this sort of thing. Yeah, so that means we have to rely on them. So that's what this is going to be. They're also working on more PvP content. And that's very, very big. They're seeing the importance of PvP. I mean, you can't help but know the importance of PvP just by looking at WoW, at Guild Wars, at a whole bunch of other games, MMOs. They know that people love their their PvP. And they're also working on the open world PvP, which is on Ilum, which is that level 50 planet. So that's that's very cool. They're also working on space combat, and they're going to be adding a lot more stuff to space combat to make it better. Plus, they've got some details that they're they're really trying to to blow up out of proportion well maybe not out of proportion they're really wanting to make it seem like it's gonna be absolutely awesome and i'm hoping that's going to mean that they're going to allow you to group with your party members maybe to do you know gunner group gunner stuff so you can both be on blasters or whatever that'd be very cool that would be cool and have it so that there's the sort of thing they have now where one person would control where to go and shoot, but then another person could do it like they had in the Star Wars KOTOR, where you're on the gun and shooting down the enemies as they're coming towards you. Yeah, so really hoping that we see a lot more with space combat. I've been doing some of the space combat, but... I'm not going to lie to you. I've been having problems. I need more mods for my ship and different things for my ship to give me more armor and stronger weapons and stuff because I'm, I'm getting the crap beat out of me out there. So it's a, it's a learning curve, but it's still been a blast. I'm really still enjoying it a lot. Are you going to be happy shooting new blasters out of your new ship? Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to because I've been using my uh, my my smuggler's ship to do it. Now that I've got my Sith Inquisitor, I'm going to be able to use that as well. I in terms of ships, we're we're very happy with the ones that we've gotten so far. The the smuggler ship is by far my favorite so far. I I thought it would be the Inquisitors, and I love the Inquisitors a lot. But that smuggler ship is just so full of wind; it's unbelievable. I absolutely adore it. And then the bounty hunter is yours. And and it's very cool. It's by it's not my favorite, but it is still very very cool. It's a shuttle class thing, so there's lots of room. It's a very roomy place. It's got two levels actually, which is really cool. I just think of it as an entirely cool ship, even on the outside with the three engines yeah. in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're very cool. Whoever has said that the the ships are not a big deal, they're lying. They're just stupid. They. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love being on my ship. I love running around talking to my companions on my ship. I love just sitting around and doing the crafting on my ship. It's just 
fantastic. I love the freaking ship. Now, that being said, though, when I played my Inquisitor, or sorry, my Consular during beta and I got my ship, I hated that ship. The Consular ship is crap on a stick. It's just, I really, I really don't like it at all. Actually, here, we'll, we'll play this. Let me see if I can find it here. Where is it? Yeah. Crap on a cracker. That's right. Crap on a cracker is the freaking consular ship. It just doesn't look good. And it's the same for the Jedi Knight. Yes. And Jedi Counselor and the Imperial Sith Knight and Sith Inquisitor, right? No, the Sith Inquisitor and Sith, and Sith Warrior have their own ship. It's not the same. It, it, sorry, they have the same ship, but it's not the same ship as the Jedi. So it will look different. But and I, I haven't gotten to high enough level where I can hang out in one of those. So I'm not sure what they look like in the inside to wander around. It's all well and good to look at the pictures and the videos on the site. But it doesn't even begin to compare to the actual running around them in game. One of the things, too, is for the ship you get as the bounty hunter, you steal it yeah. <laughs> from someone. So it's actually got a carbonite person on the wall. You don't know why it's there or anything. It's just random detail from about that ship. Yeah, the uh, well, actually tell them about that. Why is it that you have to steal it? Because... You don't have a ship and you need to go somewhere. So for the Grand Melee, once you win, once you win, they just tell you, you need to get your own ship. So you're... Well, it's a tradition, of... remember? Really? Yeah, they were saying it's a long-running tradition that oh. the people in the Great Hunt have to go and steal a ship so that they can then get to the next part. Mm. So yeah, so... I like that. I like the quest lines where they, for the cl classes that really integrate the ship into the quest line so it means something. When I was doing the Imperial, or sorry, the, the Counselor, it really wasn't. I mean, it's one of those, okay, you're going to need to go over there because you're, you're going to be doing more, so you're going to need a ship. Here you go. For the Imperial Agent, it is not a big deal. It's cool, and it's part of a promotion, so you are you you turn into Cypher 9, and then you have a lot more responsibility and things like that. Oh, you're going to need a ship as well, so here you go. So that one was a little bit better, so that was cool. But the smuggler is actually, that's your entire first quest line, taking your ship back, though. Oh, it's more than just the first quest line. That's the thing. And see, I, I'm, I don't yet know what it's like for all of the other classes, but so far from all the ones that I've played... The smuggler is by far the best in terms of getting the ship back simply because the entirety of your class your class specific quest line through both Ord Mantel as well as Coruscant leads you to getting your ship back. It's all about you chasing after the the jackass who stole your ship so that you can get it back. And it builds and builds and builds and builds. And it's always that's always an option that you can use as well in dialogue. I just want my ship back. And it gets to the point where you just you're it, it's so very important. And they've built up over the course of two planets. So when you finally get... levels. Yeah, when you finally get that ship back and you walk out and there it is and you get on it and you take off, there is a moment where you will almost feel like standing up and putting your arms out and letting out a little cheer. If, if you're dorky like me, you will. There will be a woohoo there because it was that epic. It felt so 
fantastic. And I think that's partially also why I'm so enamored of that ship. It's just like it's such a part of my character now. And as we've already seen in the game, you get much more attached to your characters in this game than you do in any other MMO I've played. I know who my characters are, whether they are downright evil, what kind of things they will do and everything else. And so this is such a huge part of the smuggler's quest line. And it matters so much that that ship, excuse me, that ship means so much. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So uh, there was a video also that was released on the same as they've been doing this class versus that one. They did do the smuggler versus the warrior. So if you haven't seen it, the link will be in the show notes. It's uh, it's very interesting. I only played the Sith warrior for a little bit, so I can't talk to its strength very much. But having played the smuggler, I can appreciate how they would be in PvP. It was a cool video. It was neat. I actually did the Sith warrior with you. No, not Sith warrior. The Jedi, Jedi warrior. Knight. Jedi Knight. But they are the same, same and I yeah. could see how it would be hard to fight one just jumping at you, shooting away, then jumping at you again. Yeah, yeah. And then the luckily the smuggler has a lot of crowd control options that they can use and they would have to use them for fighting off a warrior. That said, a certain spec would be better against the warrior and of course you would want to go the not the gunslinger route but the other one so that you can actually stealth during combat as well so that you can get some surprise hits that would definitely come in your favor because i'm doing the uh sniper route or the no that's the imperial agent is called the sniper i'm doing the gunslinger route which is more from a distance and you're really screwed because you need to be crouching for a lot of your abilities which puts you in a stationary position which is never what you want when you're in pvp especially against the bounty hunter who just we actually did duel in the bounty hunter has the spells that just attack one place so if you're a class that is only staying in one place you're toast (laughs) okay let's move on to the quest line hello You've reached a quest line. How may I direct your call? Now, for the quest line, we're actually going to talk about a bounty hunter quest. And don't worry, folks, we are going to be talking about Republic side quests as well. I know this is two weeks in a row where we are dealing with the Imperial side. But this one was just too freaking creepy gruesome not to talk about it so the one that we're going to talk about is actually a bounty hunter quest that you take up in hada and it's a lower level quest you're going to wind up being fairly low like three or four or so and then you're going to get it it's working for nemro and it is you have to eliminate the evil kai found within the renegade evil kai camp on hada and that's for nemro i'll let you talk about it so you have to, you're sent out to eliminate these people and bring back the head of their leader. So once you get there, the leader and one of his men are there. One, the other person says, just take the head of one of the others. No one's going to realize. But if you choose to fight them, you can actually kill and you hear him cut the head off and put it into a bag. That's so. not it. Now, you return the head, but apparently Nemro the Hut likes his heads. So at this point, you are led into settling accounts. And now this one here is... Uh, and I'll quote what the quest line is. Nemro needs more convincing that you deserve his sponsorship for the Great Hunt. Right now, that means taking out more of Nemro's enemies. 
a former accountant of Nemro's, Yult, has defected to the syndicate of Fothra's, Fothra the Hutt, yeah, another Hutt who is against Nemro. Nemro wants to kill Yult for this and deliver his head to his wife. Before you de- deal with Hutt, however, you should collect your payment for the Hutt's main job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you get the other uh, payment for the other job. So this one here, he wants you to decapitate this accountant and, and give the hat the head to the wife <laughs> yes and how did you play it i was a mean mean person so i actually went to the accountant first he begs for mercy and says he'll just take his wife and he didn't want this to happen and he actually said that they promised him money and grandeur but then just Pretty much turn him into a slave. Yeah. So then you can kill him and take his head, which you actually get to see the screen sort of blacks out and you hear him cutting the head off again. Then he shows up and you have this bag with hair coming out. (laughs) Then you go to his wife and just walk in and put his head in her hands. And she... Wigs out. <laughs> Justifiably, might I add. Yeah. But... It is a very, very, not just gruesome, but it's, you have to, you have to watch your character be really, it doesn't get more evil than this. That is the meanest, worst thing I've done for my. I'm a little disturbed that you actually did it, but that's I another. I didn't know you would actually like hear the. <laughs> Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You still took a guy's head off. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys' heads <laughs> yes. off. Yeah, but one of them, I don't want to say he had it coming, but it was different. But the accountant, he was a nice guy. He gave you an easy out. Yeah. yeah. I was evil, though. Oh, I was a yes. bad person. <laughs> yes. Still are. Okay, with that, we're actually going to cut out, and we will be back, of course, next week. I know that we had said we were going to be talking about the comic series, The Lost Sons, this week, but because of the early game access, we had so much to talk about already. So next week, we will cover The Lost Sons in detail, because it is a fantastic series if you haven't read it, and it does help you appreciate what goes on in the lore in the game as well. Same as Revan. As we're doing more and more stuff, I'm seeing more references to what went on in the Revan novel, which is making me appreciate that novel Including even more. Including the Revanites. Which we will be talking about in detail for sure. I would actually love to bring Vince in from For the Lore because that was one of his favorite quest lines and he talked about it on For the Lore as well. So with that, we're actually going to cut out and we will be seeing you guys next week. If you want to reach us, you can of course reach us on Twitter at the Droidcast, and the email address is thedroidcast at gmail.com. We are also on iTunes now, folks. You can do a search for The Droidcast and you will find us there. The links will Will also be on the site please subscribe leave us a review we would love to hear what you're thinking about the show and with that we will talk to you guys next week see you next week